This is TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Over 2 million men worldwide choose Manscaped for all their below-the-waist needs. For those that love the Lawnmower 3.0, well, I got news for you. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0. The Lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. The new trimmer even allows you to customize your trim all through additional guards lengths, sizes 1 through 4. And looks wise, it's sleek with a two-tone matte and gloss finish, even features a hot foil stamp black chrome Manscaped logo. Show your more off loud and proud. Go to manscaped.com, use the promo code State of Saints, and you will save 20% off of the lawnmower 4.0 as well as other Manscaped items. That's manscaped.com. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And we have a special guest with us here on the State of the Saints podcast. You all may know him from NewOrleansSaints.com. And he's uh, also the Saints reporter, John DeShazer. JD, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Anxious to get back home, but doing good other than that. Yeah, so uh, how how long do you all have out there in forward? Is there like any news uh, coming out of there right now to, to uh, how long you all are going to be there? There's really nothing concrete yet. Um, I heard, heard Coach Payton say today that uh, a couple more weeks and a couple more weeks will take us through the Giants game uh, in uh, in East Rutherford. So we'll see we'll see how it works out, man. And, you know, like I said, I, th- I think we're all anxious to get home. Yeah, uh, but you know, players are kind of accustomed to you know, being sequestered a little bit, you know, for them, it might be kind of like training camp, but all the rest of us, I, I believe are ready to get home. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully you all will get home sooner rather than later. Uh, but let's go ahead and talk about, uh, speaking of being on the road, uh, the Saints uh, took on the Green Bay Packers in Jacksonville, very uncharacteristic. You know, it was basically a neutral site game, you know, the Saints uh, taking on the Green Bay Packers in week one, and the Saints did something that a lot of people did not expect. I mean, they basically steamrolled the Green Bay Packers. Well, not basically. They did steamroll the Green Bay Packers. Uh, J.D., how shocked were you uh, at how good the New Orleans Saints looked defensively and just the fact that they were able to do whatever they wanted to the Green Bay Packers? Let me tell you something, T.J. If anybody said they saw this coming, I, I'll call them a liar. I, I just don't <laughs> believe anybody saw it coming. I mean, you 
you might say, okay, they, they'll win. And I don't even know how many people would have picked the Saints to win that game, especially on a quote unquote neutral field instead of being in the in the season Superdome. Right. And for them to go out and you know, you don't often see an NFL team manhandle another NFL team because you know these grown men. And it just doesn't happen that way. Right. You know, you might see that in college, but you don't see it happen in the NFL that often. And you sure don't see it uh, to that to that degree when you're talking about a Green Bay team that made it the back to back NFC championship games and is favored to go to the NFC championship game this year. Um, so we're talking about a team that's really good with a Hall of Fame quarterback who who still got a lot of life in him and a real good receiver in Devontae Adams and a real good running back and Aaron Jones, and the Saints just took everything away from them. Everything it is Green Bay wanted to do, uh, they just they just bucked up and smashed them in the mouth and, and said, you know what, we're not going to let you do anything you want to do. You, you're going to have to go through us. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, hey, man, all, all praise to the players. Now, Dennis Allen called a great game, defensive coordinator Dennis Allen, obviously, because you got to scheme them up. But, man, he, he put them in the right place, and they did what they were supposed to do. And, and I think one of the things we've seen from the Saints defensively the last couple of years, as a matter of fact, they'll have some 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 slackage early in the season. They'll say it's, you know, based on communication and it's little stuff that got tightened up. Well, they didn't have any communication issues against Green Bay. And one of the things you heard those guys say after the game is we trust each other. We, we yeah. trust each guy to do what he's supposed to do. And when they've done that the last few years, they've been a real good defense. I don't know how long they can hold on to this right here, man. But look, here, if they can bottle it up for a while because they've got the makings of, of a not a good de- they got the makings of a great defense if they can, if they can maintain yeah. something like this yeah no doubt about it jd i mean you mentioned it like for the last couple of years we've seen the saints roll on week one they'll roll out there defensively and i mean there'll be communication issues guys will be out of place guys will be getting mm-hmm. deep but ever since preseason i mean the defense has been stout and i mean it, it transitioned to week one and, I mean, it's extremely impressive based on what, what was out there at the time. You know, there was a lot of skepticism about how thin the secondary was and also just the rotation defensively when it comes to uh, the defensive tackle position. But, I mean, they just basically just, you know, like you said, did anything they wanted to the Green Bay Packers. But uh, do you think that the National Football League is is just underestimating uh, the New Orleans Saints just based on the fact that Drew Brees isn't there anymore? Well, I mean, if it's underestimation, I think it's I think it's probably warranted because you 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 remove a Hall of Fame quarterback from the equation, right. uh, you remove an NFL offensive player of the year in Michael Thomas, a receiver. You, you take him out of that equation. Right. Uh, you take out both of your starting tight ends from last year. Right. Uh, you take out basically your three starting defensive tackles in Sheldon Rankins, Malcolm Brown, and David Onyemata. All them out. You take out your starting cornerback in Jack Jack Rabbit Jenkins. So man, you you they, they lost a lot of stuff. So I don't know if it's I don't know if it's underestimating when you consider everything they lost. And still, you know, it, you know, we're, we're one game in. So you know, hopefully we'll be saying the same thing five games in. But we're one game in, and you know, you hope they didn't catch lightning in a bottle. This defense has shown that they can do that kind of thing. Yeah, because they did it to Tom Brady twice last year. Just beat the ever loving dog out of him yeah. uh, physically a couple of times in in Tampa. And so you know, they've shown that they can do this kind of thing. Now they got to be able to maintain it because they know they got to carry a, hev- a heavier load. And the yeah. offense is not, you know, Drew Brees' offense. Now I think Jameis Winston can do some great things. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I don't think he has to either because you got a good defense. So you can play that complimentary football and you can you can be as safe as you need to be on offense. 
Yeah. I mean, he, he definitely did a good job. I'm talking Jameis Winston. I mean, he was able to manage the game. I mean, and made plays when he needed to make them. Rather, it was staying in the pocket, delivering the ball down the field, or even taking off for first downs, which I felt uh, Green Bay was not ready for. I've seen a lot of what Green Bay did in this game. If you go back to the game last year, it kind of looked like it was like they used the same <laughs> defensive scheme or something like that. Like they just thought like Drew Brees was out there. And they just didn't account for the fact that Jameis' ability to get out of the pocket. But, I mean, hats off to the New Orleans Saints coming up with a great game plan. Uh, but final question before we talk about Jameis Winston, let's uh, talk about Sean Payton. Do you think that the NFL underestimates how good of a coach Sean Payton really is and how how good he is at getting the best out of these quarterbacks and offensive players? Now, that I do think is true because every time Drew Brees got hurt, you know, the past couple of seasons, whether it was Teddy Bridgewater coming in or whether it was Taysom Hill, everybody thought the Saints were pretty much going to go to hell. I mean, they just, you know, they were going to fall apart because they didn't have Drew Brees. And and Peyton showed that he can scheme around what a quarterback's strengths are, which is the ultimate coaching. You figure out what your player's strengths are, you scheme to what those strengths are, and then you build around that. And he was able to go – you know, five and zero with Teddy Bridgewater, they were able to go three and one with Taysom Hill as starting quarterbacks. Right. Were either one of them, you know, Pro Bowl caliber or whatever? Probably not. But they <laughs> did the things necessary to win the game, and that's the objective. You just figure out how to win the game that week, whether it's throwing it, whether it's running it, whether it's defense, special teams, however it is. You figure out how to win that week, and I think Sean Payton's done a great job with his quarterbacks of that. Yeah. And when Taysom Hill's your quarterback, you run it more. Um, this, in this first game. They were able to run it more with with uh, with Jameis Winston at quarterback. Ran it thirty nine yeah. times for one hundred and seventy one yards, which is which is great work against any NFL team. Right. He just figures out what his quarterbacks do best, and he schemes to it. The Saints are going to have some more deep balls in this. We know they're going to have some more deep balls this season because we know what yeah. Jameis's arm is like, and we yeah. saw it in the season opener. Even though you know he didn't have a lot of yards, but that fifty five yarder to Deontay Harris was a thing of beauty. Yeah. Um, and it's <laughs> one of those things where. That's one of James Winston's strengths, and they're going to find a way to incorporate it into the offense. Yeah, I mean, it, that's one of those plays that definitely went viral on YouTube because of me, because I know I watched it over <laughs> a couple hundred times. But, uh, yeah, I mean, James Winston mm -hmm. looked incredible. I think he answered a lot of questions about uh, can he, you know, you know, can he stay within himself, you know, not, you know, making a big mistake. And I think, like, one play that just stood out, it was the play where he had, like, so much time in the pocket. I mean, he literally could have knit a sweat in that pocket. I mean, he looked through mm -hmm. his progressions and he threw the ball out of bounds. And I yeah. think that that opened up a lot of eyes for people to say like, okay, you know, man, maybe he is changing and maybe he is like really, uh, you know, maybe he is kind of, you know, horn like trying to reel it in just a tad bit. So I think that really uh, showed a lot of people that this guy is serious about changing the way that he's playing the quarterback position. Uh, but the Saints, uh, they, they went out there with a lot of uh, undrafted free agents. I mean, Marquez Calloway, Deontay Harris, Lil Jordan Humphrey, Juwan Johnson. I mean, the list goes on and on. But I've, I've heard uh, just on yesterday that they signed back Kenny Stills. Uh, Kenny Stills coming back to the New Orleans Saints. How big of a deal is this, J.D.? Well, we got to see what kind of football shape he's in first. But, I mean, we know Kenny Stills is a legitimate, proven deep threat. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't know if you can have too many of those guys. Uh, we know Deontay Harris is one, but do they have another guy who can stretch the defense like that? Um, and and Kenny Stills is a proven commodity when it comes to that. So if you add him to this offense and you're able to stretch the field a little bit more, 
Well, nobody's going to love that more than Alvin Kamara uh, and, and Tony Jones Jr. because it gives them a little bit more room to operate. Nobody's going to love it more than Juwan Johnson at tight end. Gives them a little bit more room to operate. Nobody's going to love it more than Jameis Winston because Jameis wants to chunk it deep. I mean, he's got patience. And you mentioned that decision-making. He's, I think, learning better. He talks about the process of knowing when to do what it is that's necessary and when, you know, sometimes sometimes the best play is taking a sack. Sometimes the best play is throwing it away. Sometimes the best play is just dumping it into the turf. But he's learning, it seems, what the best way is. Now, you know, he's human. Every quarterback's going to have some days and some Sundays, and I sure hope the Saints fans are going to not expect five touchdowns and no interceptions out of James Winston or anybody every Sunday and have patience with him on those Sundays where, you know, it doesn't go well because there were some Sundays it didn't go good for Drew Brees. Uh, There is a Sunday we just saw it didn't go good for Aaron Rodgers. So it can happen to the best in the business. And I hope that fans will understand that when it happens to Jameis because it's going to happen at some point. That's just the way it is in the NFL. But it just looks like he learned so much from sitting behind Drew Brees about the process of doing the things necessary to not give games away, to make sure that you give your team the best chance. And so sometimes the best chance is to punt it and let your defense go out there and get the ball back for you. And so it just looked good. His decision-making on Sunday I thought was fantastic. He was 14 to 20. Two of those were drops, and you mentioned the one throwaway. So, you know, he he had a healthy percentage. I I think he played – you know, I was saying I don't know if the Saints played a perfect game, but if you drew it up, it, it probably had to look something close to this. Right. Yeah, I mean, look, looking at Jameis Winston, I mean, me as a, you know, as a, a guy that focuses on sports and look at a lot of football, I mean, I watch Jameis Winston a lot. And, um, you know, arm talent, his ability to throw the football, I mean, was never in question. You know, it was just the fact of his decision making. And I just think that what he showed is that he has a lot of promise. And if he can, can continue to, you know, develop and, you know, get better at making those good decisions, I mean, we we, this guy has the talent to be an MVP caliber uh, quarterback, you know, and the Saints are lucky uh, to find somebody with his skill set, you know, after a guy like Drew Brees, who's given us so much, uh, you know, I mean, steady quarterback play over the years to find somebody like this with all this talent, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty remarkable. Uh, but let's talk about the defense a little bit. I mean, the defense played lights out on Sunday. I mean, on all levels. I mean, Quan Alexander coming back after seven months, I mean, which is incredible. Like the fact that he was just flying around the field like that. I mean, and also just just and also pulsing a Debo. Uh, JD, you had an opportunity to be a part of training camp, and I mean, you had a you had a good look at pulsing a Debo. I get I get the the read on this guy as if you know nothing is like too bright for him. It seems like he's really sure of himself and he's really confident. Uh, what is it about Paulson Adebo that gives like that gives me that thought that he's that you know that rookie, but he he carries himself like a veteran? Well, you said it. It doesn't seem too big for him. It's not too big for him. What we saw Sunday was exactly what Paulson Adebo was in training camp in the preseason. The exact same thing. The dude makes plays and he makes plays on the ball and he he covers people and he shuts people down. I mean, it's. You know he's got some talent, and, I, and you know I, I, I won't, I won't name names, but I, I asked a, a guy who, who would know. I said, you know, I said, is, is twenty nine ready to start? I mean, we, we keep seeing him making these plays. I said, is he ready to start? And like the guy, he said, you know, 
I don't know if he's ready to start, but man, I, it's going to be hard to keep him. You know, it's going to be hard to keep him down if he's playing like that. He's going to be in the rotation. Right. Well, you know, now he finds out he's got to start. Not only does he have to start, he's got to start against Green Bay. Right. And it just doesn't look too big for him. We talked to his college coach, David Shaw from Stanford. And David Shaw said, you know, a couple of years ago, he was like, Paulson Debo was the best cover corner in America. And, you know, he was just playing here. And I guess not a lot of people saw him. But right. that dude looks like, I mean, he's big, he's physical. And he's not afraid of anybody. I mean, yeah. we saw it in training camp. And, you know, sometimes you got to couch that stuff and say, well, okay, he might know his teammates' moves. He might have figured that out pretty good. Right. You know, now you put him out there and, you know, you, you, you're going in the first game against Devontae Adams, man. It's like, okay, this might not go so good for a while. <laughs> but, you know, from, from jump, from jump, they went after him and he held up. He held up. He got the, he got the DPI, which, yeah, a little shaky questionable he might not even you know might have got there early but he might have made a good play but I mean you know even he just was right where he was supposed to be it seems like every play he was where he was supposed to be and and that's one of those things where you can never have too many good corners uh he looks like a real good corner yeah yeah I, I like him a lot I mean that this goes back to like the first interview I ever seen him do as a member of the Saints I mean just his knowledge of the game the way he was breaking down uh, just different defenses and talking about different offensive, um, you know, play calls and audibles and stuff. And I was like, this this guy has it. And, um, you know, even when he was lined up against Devontae Adams, I'm like, this like yeah. this is arguably the best wide receiver in football. He going into the second half, lined up against arguably the best wide receiver in football. And, I mean, he was not intimidated at all, even though Aaron Rodgers tried to pick on him quite a bit and he got an interception off of it, which is very rare. Uh, Aaron Rodgers hasn't thrown a what an interception in the red zone since 2019. So your first interception in the NFL comes off Aaron Rodgers. So I guess the sky's the limit for this guy, you know. But and but I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what he can actually do uh, with more games under his belt and as he progresses as a pro. Uh, but speaking of somebody that was making progression, uh, uh, Marcus Davenport. I mean, Marcus Davenport had a really good training camp. Uh, you know, he did really good in preseason. Even in this game this past weekend versus Green Bay, uh, they said that he had a pec injury that's going to keep him out. Not as long as we thought that it would, but it's still going to keep him out. Uh, Marcus Davenport, do you feel like the light came on for him? Did you see a difference in his demeanor in training camp? And uh, what is it that that when he came to training camp this this year was different from the years past? Well, he said he's got more peace. He said he's just at more peace with himself, uh, and that's the main thing. I mean, Marcus has got a lot of talent, but he just said he's he's at peace with himself. He said he got down on himself last year because he came back, and even though he was making an impact, he wasn't seeing the numbers, and that bothered him, you know, psychologically, and, and it got to him. And so you're a defensive end, and you don't see the sacks ringing up, and people are saying, you know, hey, that's a, you know, that's a sack position, but – you can make an impact there, and unfortunately, it might not result in sacks. You can get quarterback hits. Uh, you can get quarterback pressures, and those things aren't sacks, but you might force a turnover that way with a pick or something like that. So, right. you know, you get the quarterback off schedule and all those kinds of things, but he didn't see the numbers, and he got down on himself a little bit. Right. So this year, he's just at, at peace with himself a little bit more. But Marcus, when he's on the field, when he's healthy, and we, we've talked about this before, when he's healthy, he's a handful. Yep. He's just got to be available. That's that's right. the only thing with Marcus. If he's available, he's going to make an impact. 
Right. He's just got to be available. And unfortunately, you know, there's, there's another setback. Fortunately, a minor one, yeah. but another setback that keeps him out and keeps him from getting into that rhythm you want to get into in right. terms of being in the rotation and just getting those snaps. Because, you know, when he's on the field, man, he can make an impact every right. time. You get him out there and left tackle is the elite offensive line position for NFL teams. Right. We've seen Marcus destroy left tackles. Right. Good left tackles. And so, you know, to, to have him out of the lineup obviously doesn't help. But, man, when, when he's out there, he can make such an impact. And, you know, he basically he just said he, he he's at more peace with himself, and it allowed him to just kind of calm down and, and play freer. Yeah. Well, hopefully this setback, you know, won't uh, mess with his psyche. I mean, he's done an outstanding job. I mean, he's he's playing faster. He's instinctive. And, I mean, he, even that sack that he got on Aaron Rodgers, I mean, it just – it just shows like he's playing on a different level than we. Man, he almost killed. He almost killed Aaron Rodgers. He hit, <laughs> man, he hit, man. man he, I mean, I, I thought he had hurt him to be honest with you, because Aaron Rodgers kind of folded to try yeah. to you know get away from the sack. And Mark, mm-hmm. I mean, he hit him flush. And it, you know, that's one of those where I know, you know, I know that hurt Monday morning. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely, definitely, probably gonna be in ice tub because of that one. Uh, but but uh, let's let's talk about another defensive end we we did not see, which is Peyton Turner. I mean, he was on the sidelines, but I think he was in street clothes, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, how soon do you think we're going to see Peyton Turner? Uh, will we possibly see him week two versus Carolina? I think we're going to see him real soon, and it probably will be week two because if if Marcus Davenport is out, then you can rotate him in. He was a healthy scratch uh, okay. for the for the season opener, so now it's just a matter of getting his conditioning down, getting back in football shape because he had that setback, had an injury in training camp. And, you know, every time you get hurt, man, it's, you know, it, people think you can just get hurt, rehab and walk back on the field. It's a process. (laughs) It's a process. And you're talking about playing the most physical sport. So it's a process to be able to build back up to where you can hold up in those situations. So he'll get back in. The fortunate thing is he won't have to play 50, 60 snaps. He's on, he'll be in a rotation so he won't have to play but maybe 20, 25 snaps, and he can stay fresh that way, uh, and the Saints can rotate him in and out. So that'll be good for him. I expect to see him really soon, though, because he was a healthy scratch, and that means you know he's not injury-related. He's just got to get his conditioning back. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing what Peyton Turner can do. I mean, rookie out of Houston, I mean, he has a great motor. A lot of people are uh, comparing him to that uh, of a Davenport. So I- I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do on the field. Uh, hopefully it can be in Charlotte in week two versus the Carolina Panthers. JD, thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. Uh, before you go, let everybody know how they can get in touch with you. Well, always appreciate it. Um, you can always hit me up on Twitter at John DeShazer. I can never remember my Instagram because I'm never on Instagram. I'm, you ask me that every time and I can never remember the Instagram, <laughs> to be honest with you. I think it's just John DeShazer. Every now and then I might check it, but I just don't go on Instagram like I should. But I'm always on Twitter, folks, so you can always get me there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We're looking forward to uh, hearing your calls, uh, you know, NewOrleansSaints.com before and after games. And also just uh, good luck uh, this season and uh, try not to get cabin fever out there. <laughs> man, look here. I, you know, I'll take it because, you know, at least I'm, I'm you know, safe. But, man, we, we, I'm ready to go home. Now, I will say this. I don't want to go home at the expense of, you know, taking away from, from what the people back home need. It does need right, to be right. where those people have their services because – you know, you don't want to have to devote so much to a football team that is taken away from the services of the citizens who really need it. So, right. you know, hopefully New Orleans will be back 
in, into a much better position when we get back, because, you know, those folks, you know, the people who did suffer, suffer losses, especially on the on the on the coast, uh, man, it, it, their communities got devastated. And so, yeah. you know, but I know they want their saints home, too. I mean, it's yeah. it's an odd thing. They you know, you suffer total loss, but you still want that, that football team because they do bring a respite and they do bring some 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 relief and some entertainment in a time where, you know, people kind of need a distraction. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I can remember those times like back in 2005. I was a 19-year-old kid. Uh, I just left New Orleans, uh, transferred to Jackson State uh, right out of Dillard University. And I can just remember watching uh, the Saints. And I remember that that right mm-hmm. there just made me feel normal like I was back at home. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's what the Saints bring to the Gulf Coast region, the city of New Orleans. I mean, it's just the sense of normal that, that they bring. And, um, J.D., I want to thank you for – helping to contribute to uh, bring that normalcy to a lot of people that are dealing with that. And our prayers go out to the people affected by Hurricane Ida. Uh, We're resilient people and we're going to get through this together. Uh, J.D., thank you so much. And I really do appreciate your time. Hey, I appreciate you having me. All right. Thank you.